Greetings, Greetings. sweet Sweet citizens of the... the, Oh, fuck. I'm sorry, you guys. Sometimes I can't tell which side of the portal I'm on. Let me come back down from the ether really quick and just... Ah, that's better. Greetings, sweet anchors of light, creative, compassionate, beautiful beings seeking to better themselves, seeking to experience different layers of reality and squeeze meaning out of this beautiful, terrifying complex mystery that we know is life. What's going on? I'm your host, Shanoon Ocean, Shannon Ocean. If you don't want to refer to me of either of those, Psychedelic Princess or Lil Wolfie works just as well. And this week's episode of The Wolf Portal is brought to you by the Hero's Journey Meditation Series. A 12-week course that I created over the span of just about a year. And in fact, this week's episode is all about the hero's journey, my hero's journey, actually. And uh, it's pretty deep. It's pretty nitty, gritty, vulnerable. One of those episodes that I had to really think about and then decided I wasn't going to release and then circled back around and said, oh, fuck it, why not? This is why I'm here after ball to give you after all, not after ball to give you guys the real, the raw, the truth, the vulnerable. (sighs) With hopes that by at least a fraction of you guys that is felt, truly felt and accepted. And geez, I don't know, maybe even inspiring not inspiring in the oh my god wow she's so incredible type of way but inspiring in the sense that oh my god she's sharing this wow how incredibly fucking human and flawed and maybe now I want to share a little bit more of who I truly am dive in a little bit deeper into my being myself and be a little bit more open, a little bit more mushy and gushy with those around me, that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, so without saying too much about the episode, I truly hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, what else? If the hero's journey is something that you've never heard of before, let me just give you a quick spiel of what it is. So The hero's journey, also referred to as the mono-myth, is the common template of stories that involve a hero who goes on an adventure, is victorious in a decisive crisis, and comes home changed or transformed. If that sounds kind of familiar to you, it's probably because you've seen it in almost every fucking movie you've ever watched, almost every story you've ever read, every myth you've ever heard, and in your life, in the life of the loved ones around you. It is a cycle that we go through again and again throughout the course of our lives, from the macrocosm to the microcosm, and it was coined and anchored in as a map by the late and great professor of literature and comparative mythology and religion, Joseph motherfucking Campbell. And so the Hero's Journey Meditation series is a, uh, it's a 12-week course. 
of meditations, guided meditations and contemplations and journaling sessions. And if you so choose coaching and it pulls from various yogic traditions, yogic practices, Hinduism, Buddhism, a little bit of Taoism is up in there. Things that I have realized within my own meditative realizations and psychedelic journeys and and uh yeah it is truly a call to spiritual adventure meditation for each stage of the map and halfway throughout this course throughout the creation of this course I began to look at my hero's journey like my life zoomed out from the perspective of the hero's journeys map and it was fucking psychedelic in itself it was nuts you know uh and we don't just go through one hero's journey within our lifetimes i believe that we go through many but zooming out and looking at my whole incarnation as of yet through the lens was nuts and so i decided to uh make a podcast about it and so as I mentioned previously, it's it's a bit intense, maybe a bit of a tearjerker at some parts and some points. But if you notice the definition of the hero's journey that I previously stated, said, hero who goes on an adventure is victorious in a decisive crisis and comes home changed or transformed. That's the beauty of the hero's journey is that radical transformation and my story is one of radical transformation and so is yours I'm not special this life that we live is all about radical transformation and it's so fucking beautiful and I'm so happy to share my story with whoever's interested uh and so yeah I'm gonna start rambling and I hope you guys enjoy this week's portal it's a fucking doozy I sat in my window seat, nestled amongst and mesmerized by the clouds as I listened to Russell Brand's newest audiobook, all about the dire importance and profundity of communing with the sacred in our lives. I thought about the night prior. I lay in bed unable to fall asleep, my mind ricocheting all over the details of my latest and longest, most challenging body of work thus far, the Hero's Journey Meditation Series. Over the last four months that I've been working on it, I've been going through multiple Hero's Journeys within, whilst trying to give it depth and make it real and infuse it with love and truth and ancient mysticism and healing and and what I didn't realize was happening is that all along I have ultimately been being called to look at my entire hero's journey the epic heart-wrenching ideal shattering series of events that have been my life my culminative hero's journey 
back, it seems clear that I was being guided by unseen forces, barely holding together the pieces of my fragile, shattered, and battered self. What's unclear is if the call to adventure was my childhood Sunday school chronicles or if it was the unending abyss of pain that swallowed me alive. Countless memories of being beaten senseless, reduced to a weeping pile of bloody welts, gasping for air, praying to the same God I learned about in Sunday school that my mom would love me as much as she loved him. God, I mean. That she would hear my cries from the pain she inflicted and come make it better. She never did. Abuse, physical and later on in life from several other people, sexual, layered with abandonment issues and various other traumas I cannot yet, if ever, bring myself to share publicly. For years I felt forsaken like God didn't love me, couldn't love me, shouldn't love me. I stayed up late, wondering what hell it would be like and if I would end up being taken out in a timely karmic death by the mighty Lord himself or if I would end up killing myself first. I suppose this is a good point to mention that my feelings towards religion aren't all toxic. On the contrary, I, I'm fascinated with learning about various religions and spiritual beliefs and different cultures, you know, and Although Western religion in particular leaves a bitter taste in my mouth, there is also a sense of deep gratitude for how it gifted me the ability to have faith in a higher power at such a young age. And that devotional faith stays with me to this day. I feel like I meet so many people who are either atheist or whatever, who even when confronted with science-backed facts about energy and the nature of consciousness and their own mystical experiences, cannot seem to believe in anything not solid and quote-unquote fact-proven, <clears throat> um, regardless of what the definitive catalyst of my call to action was, I can say that it was definitely pain. What a complex and warped and estranged relationship and a view we have to pain. No one wants to experience pain, and yet it is often some of the deepest medicine we receive here on our earth journey. As human beings, we have a plethora of things in common with one another, you know? We all eat, sleep, we all piss, we all shit, we all fuck, we all love, etc., etc. And another thing that we have in common is that throughout the course of our lives, life itself will fucking break us, no matter what. 
for some people, such as myself, it happens early on. Some people won't experience being ripped open and apart to shreds by all sorts of different phenomena occurring throughout the course of their lives till a little bit later on. You know, there's there's different scenarios, there's different catalysts, but this one thing is for certain in our existence here on earth, we will know pain so deep feels unbearable it just comes with being human and where it gets trippy is the fact that there's so many different ways in which we can choose to deal with the black abyss of pain that we will all inevitably look in the eye some people drink it away you know since alcohol was grandfathered into the west that route is widely accepted here some use other substances, lose themselves in them without ever looking back. Many choose to put the thing, whatever it may be, into a box, then into another box, then into a fail-proof safe before sealing it and shoving it as far down as they can. But the problem with that is like some sort of fucking shapeshifter. It always finds its way out of the goddamn box and eventually floats back up to the surface. It slips through the cracks. And we can't run forever. I tried. I tried with said substances and distractions, Netflix, hanging out with friends, going out to the clubs, losing myself in relationships and books and whatever the fuck I could, you name it, it wasn't working. And so finally, we reach part two, or actually part three, really, if you count the ordinary world as part one of the hero's journey. And then Part two is the, the call to actions. So, yeah. And part three of the hero's journey is refusal of the call. This would be my avoidance and denial of that pain. My surface living. My doing anything to avoid looking at this black cave of what the fuckness that was beckoning me in. And in the case of my journey, at least, I believe this is where supernatural aid comes in. I believe that's step four. I look back on my life and wonder if I really ever had, you know, a mentor. It's the hero's journey map, uh, places step four, supernatural aid or a mentor. I had some great teachers, that's for sure. But, you know, can I really call any of them mentors? No. And don't get me wrong, my relationship with my mother is certainly complex, you know, but she did show me how to be strong, how to be independent, and, you know, I still can't say that she was really my mentor. 
around, nor was my father. He was barely around. The closest thing that maybe I could say that I had to a mentor was my big sister. And, you know, she's only four years older than me. She didn't really know exactly what was going on either. You know, so. So I don't know if I can say I really ever had a mentor. Years passed whilst I wandered throughout life wondering what the fuck was the meaning of anything but feeling all along that there was one you know i always felt like there was more to life than school more to life than working more to life than pain more to life than feeling like i don't belong and so i searched for it i searched for it in sex i searched for it in validation i searched for it in friendships i searched and searched i searched in adventures i searched for it in drugs and i lost myself searching for the more and i found myself in a relationship where i was projecting all of my lostness onto my at the time partner and you know needless to say we weren't working out you know i was was pissed off all the time I was so sad and I didn't have a god to pray to because of this whole loss of faith thing that I went through and, and you know this part for me is tricky this whole part for the, the supernatural aid or mentor because I often ask myself what came first the crystal the self-help book you know you guys know it's what came first the chicken or the egg for me it's what came first the crystal or the self-help book and i don't know i don't know if i should say that my super supernatural aid came from my crystals or my spirit guides or angels who led me to the self-help section of the library or if I should say that my mentor was Deepak Chopra, but, you know, you guys know the story if you've listened to the podcast. If you're new here, uh, you'll probably hear me talk about this book in other episodes. But this book that I read, that I talk about all the time, changed my life. It showed me I could look at reality differently helped me crawl out of the quicksand of anxiety that was brutally swallowing me alive and possibly most importantly introduced me to God as the universe. Imagine my surprise after all of those years of church, all of those hours of Sunday school, and Bible studies, and Book of Revelation studies, the religious trauma runs deep, to find out that this whole other realm of perception exists, where not only is God not a score-keeping, all-forgiving, but sometimes condemning man in the sky, but the entire universe, whose mystical, biological makeup includes entire galaxies and Part five of my journey, my crossing over, my 
binge watching Gaia documentaries studying Hinduism and Buddhism and boofing every Deepak book or lecture I could find, learning about meditation and frequencies that we, the beings of this universe, vibrate at and collecting more and more crystals. It was a snowball effect, really. I just couldn't get enough of, I couldn't get enough. I was that send out to woo-woo witchy wannabe that floated around unable to speak about anything except for manifestation and positive vibes and Alan Watts theories. I saw the light and I couldn't unsee it. Enter scene music festivals and psychedelics and I was so far gone down the road of spirituality and woo-woo Pikachu that even if I wanted to turn back, I literally couldn't. Part six of the journey, you ask? Well, I'll tell you, test allies and enemies. It's part six of the hero's journey map. <clears throat> I break my mind at this part, you know. What were my tests and allies and enemies? Well, there were and are quite a few. My overindulgence and procrastination my non-committalness, my often disappearing but never for too long depression, my friends that were never really my friends, my parents who want so badly for me to be someone who I just can't be. But perhaps the most significant one is the harsh critic who sits on the throne of my rational mind. She's been here all along, I think. I can remember her even from when I was little, convincing me not to raise my hand in class because I would surely make a fool out of myself, warning me not to maintain eye contact with people for too long, if ever, unless I wanted them to catch a glimpse of the most unworthy parts of me, scoffing at me at my lowest lows, saying I deserve all the shit cards life has dealt me, and never letting me forget that I wasn't good enough to finish or even really put a dent in college. She scowls at me always for my past and for who I am. She is brutal and unforgiving. She keeps score of the accomplishments of others while wagging her finger at me asking what the fuck I'm doing with my existence. Sometimes she is louder and angrier than others. Sometimes she gets tired of fussing and gives me a break, but she's always been here. The awakening gave me hope, gave me a breather from her, from society, from the matrix, from the expectations of others and of life. But she and all of these other things were always still there, lurking just beneath the shadows, bargained with, put in their place sometimes even, but never properly dealt with. 
And so we arrive not a fucking minute too soon at stage seven. The approach. Do you remember what I said earlier about pain? About all the various ways we have to deal with it? I left one of the ways out. Perhaps the most powerful way. To go directly into it. For obvious reasons, this approach is considerably less popular than the others. So much so that I actually hadn't even considered it. You know, I was so busy avoiding it in all the ways I could. And even when I began my whole spiritual goddess phase, I used all of it to bypass everything. To bypass the pain and the trauma and the lack of self-love. All of it I bypassed with my morning meditations and sage and rose quartz and positivity talk. I bypassed by putting a metaphysical bandage on all of it. So what triggered this approach to the innermost cave? Well, you know, I can sit here and give the whole story that's like you hear a lot in the movies and the documentaries, this whole I had it all story and like, you know, I never really had it all, but you know, sure I was I was making a shitload of money at my my job in twenty twenty, but I hated it with every cell in my body. You know, and sure I had a beautiful apartment that I decorated and furnished my exact liking. You know, I was so happy there with my cat. But yet, I still found myself feeling empty. I hit a wall. You know, I hit this wall where no matter what new podcast I was listening to and what different documentary I was watching, what different article I was reading, what book, I just felt slightly numb you know I was happy but it was almost in a plastic way enter scene COVID my scapegoat from this job I fucking hated my scapegoat from working insane hours my scapegoat from reality So, this next part I say with a disclaimer, knowing this is an unpopular opinion. And a lot of people of the world experience the start of COVID differently, but COVID 2020 was kind of incredible for me. And you tell me you live in Florida without telling me you live in Florida. I know, I know. But, you know, finally, for the first time, I could just exist I could just be you know I spent my days smoking and working out and watching podcasts and meditating and you know yoga was introduced into my life during this time which was fucking pivotal and you know I even started painting like what (laughs) you know and um you know an interesting phenomena 
seem to arise from me not being able to do anything else besides this somewhat concerning wine addiction that I'm still currently dealing with. Um, a lot started to come up. Somewhere along the line, I started ending my drunken nights with tears. Never in public. It was never messy. My judgment, if that's if that's your shtick. Um, but it was always at the end of the night, you know, when I was leaving the function or in my bed on my last glass of wine. Something wanted to be seen. It got deeper. I started having nightly dreams about traumas that happened decades over ago and all of them would manifest in my dreams in different ways and and what do you do when you can no longer run no longer distract no longer look away from no longer bypass when the pain of being the same becomes greater than the pain of being different you change Deepak Chopra, stage eight, the ordeal. The part of the movie when shit gets real, when the main character stops running, grows some balls and slays a dragon, fights the monster, however the fuck it plays out. You know, if I had to liken shadow work to a visceral experience, it would be like one of those like clipping holding lines that you see miners wearing it'd be like that clipped onto my belt as I descend into an underground cave slowly at first and then all at once and then realizing the tunnel is deeper than I thought perhaps never ending even and praying desperately to the universe that the light on my hat doesn't go out spoiler alert it does. A chunk of the situation at hand that really helped me out was realizing what was going on. You know, the term coined shadow work refers to getting in touch with parts of yourself that you've repressed, parts of yourself that you don't want to look at, parts of yourself that for so long you've shoved under like we talked about earlier, pretend, got so good at pretending, don't exist. If the fading out of this week's portal before I got to the crescendo and the finish, or sort of as I got to the crescendo and before I got to the finish of the 12 steps of the hero's journey had you like, what the hell? Let me explain. That is because this is part one of my hero's journey. Part two of my hero's journeys podcast is going to be available exclusively for those who choose to partake in the hero's journey meditation series that's right that's right part two exclusively for the hero's journey meditation series squad now i'm going to think of a better name than that for the collective this group of individuals who have chosen to answer the call to spiritual adventure that is the hero's journey meditation series and dive deep into this 12-week self-paced 
and optionally spiritually coached and sort of therapeutic experiment that is the course that I've created. And so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to share that with you guys. I'm excited to, I'm excited that I shared this, uh, with whoever happens to be listening. And if you are at all interested in the hero's journey meditation series, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to say it again because I know I've said it about a billion times, but it just had to be said. And you know, if you are interested, there's different price ranges available. There's different options available and it truly is just a container for somebody who's looking for different perspectives in life somebody who's looking for healing anybody who's looking to get into meditation contemplation journaling embracing radical transformation and uh, all that good stuff so if you're interested I'm going to go ahead and link my website below and go ahead and fill out the contact form there's a little bit more information on the series at wolfportal.wixsite.com whatever exactly that domain is it's a little uh it's a little chunky anyways i'm also going to be releasing a free guided meditation that i will upload to spotify as well as youtube uh, and if it isn't out at the same time as this which it probably will be it will be announced very shortly after somewhere on my socials and if you are subscribed to the wolf portal podcast then you will get that notification. I think all that's left to say is that it's very apparent that we are all at different stages, different levels, different understandings of who we are in our journeys, where we are in our journeys. And what seems to be the calling for the collective now is um, it's just radical love. And compassion towards one another with all of our differences and with all of the with all of the blurred lines and just as importantly to ourselves and so whoever you are wherever you are I offer you my unlimited compassion my unlimited support and light and love and hugs virtual hugs god damn it there goes my ipad fucking up this moment uh just blasts of radical love and light and high vibrations to you and I hope you can take some time to give that love to yourself you know in any given moment and uh yeah don't forget to like (laughs) this episode subscribe comment leave me a comment on apple itunes podcast it would mean the world not even just the world the universe and others it would mean black holes filled with infinite universal cosmologic possibilities and such to me and uh i think that's enough rambling for this week's episode of the wolf portal much light Big love.